0: Berkshire Media Artists presents Berkshire Stories: Nature by Morgan Bulkley, Senior, read by Morgan Bulkley Jr. and Madeline Trent. Measuring Spring How measure spring, that essence so various, so changeable and intangible? When no one springtime is ever like another, can we define it in degrees, colors, distances, weights, shapes, decibels? We can only hope to define the spring at hand, every man being his own doctor, as he watches the thermometer as if it were under his own tongue. It is a mercurial disease, this spring fever, gone one minute and back the next. Like love, it is subtly realized and simply perceived in little hints and blushes. The drab, olivaceous winter plumage of the male goldfinch suffuses with the spring yellow of willow twigs. The immature purple finch muddies to the rosaceous of osier wathes in a sunlit swamp. We may fancy that these birds had perched among the twigs and that wet colors had tinted their feathers, but the mutual colors mounted more subtly than that. They were mingled on spring's palate by a brush of sunlight stirring sap and blood alike. It might be possible to put the surveyor's chain to a spring at the inlet of an ice-bound pond, to measure the progression link by link where water warmed by the pulse of sunlight lapped forward with a dark tongue, slowly sapping white ice in a lengthening channel that would eventually rive the pond. Such an incursion we observed as early as March 4th, Birds and animals were watching the place also. The first Red Wings, feeling the disease, gargled their notes along the cattail perimeter and from encroaching alders. A brace of geese cruised sedately as two steamboats along the open channel. Four black ducks attended the opening, significantly in pairs, two squatting on the edge of the ice and two dabbling in the water. Two muskrats poked hopefully along the margin, dark pelts warmed by spring sunshine that nudged the mercury into the fifties. It looked like termination of the flood of winter days. The water had begun to lap on Ararat, and two muskrats were the first ashore. The measure of spring was two by two. Next morning the pond was frozen solid again, and a stray herring gull sat stolidly on the ice, cooling webbed feet. His pied bill pointing in a northerly breeze, as if he were a stuck weather vane, not a dove with an olive branch. A week later, snow fell during the night. The temperature was twelve above zero. March had taken one step forward and two backward. It was the seesaw weather to bring on sap flow, the tides of March. Spring was being measured in every sap house in gallons of syrup and in pounds of sugar. That was a measure many could understand. It showed in figures in the bank account. The account of snowbanks was just as graphic, if less noticed. The balance between white and brown blotched landscapes shifted each day. Slowly, the strange shaped continents of snow dwindled at the edges into seas of flattened brown grass as everywhere winter trickled away. On the warmest days, chipmunks scampered over the pasted leaves, measuring distances between shrunken islands of snow they were the Magellans of spring. Sounds of spring were as various as its other manifestations. We recognized them by their suddenness and newness. They were hardly to be put to musical measure—the maundering of crows with new leisure to philander, the honking of geese in opening oxbows, the cacophony of a hundred red wings in a squashy bottomland. Again, They were as brief and softly musical as the first essay of a brown creeper whose fine, sweet notes of partial song emanated invisibly from the trunk of a tree, where the little bird investigating a lichen rosette detected a new green and almost exploded with the news. Surprise may be the essence of spring. Who would ever expect to measure it by counting the swimming strokes of two green frogs on the 4th of March? That was how clearly it came and how we measured it this year. Henceforth, that may be as memorable as the 4th of July. Frogs may date their freedom from it. There they were, sitting in our own heavily ice-covered meadow pool. A little opening had been forced